So, I got a tattoo. My first tattoo. Sky had broken hearted tattoos, gave me a tattoo, and I decided to interview him. And what better time to interview him than while it was getting done in the chair? I talk mostly about how much it hurts, but I get to ask questions I've always wondered. Is there anything you won't tattoo? What's the longest continuous tattoo session? Should I use a pain-killing gel or is pain part of the process? Do you tattoo drunk people? Have you ever tried to talk someone out of a tattoo? We also meet his business partner, Soda Pop. Love the name from The Outsiders. I barely cry and am thrilled with the tat. See, I say tat now because I have a tat. Those of us with tats know, you know, it's a lifestyle. He also mocked me a little bit for thinking I understand the lifestyle after just one fairly innocuous tattoo. The sound is not as good as usual as the phone picked up all the background noise, which is kind of cool for ambiance, not so great for clear listening. Maybe we can get Sky into the studio and really dig into this whole tattoo business. Anyway, I get introduced to a great new band that sounds like a great old band. The soundtrack to my tattoo is Duran Jones and the Indications. That's what's playing in the background. Check it out. In the meantime, sit down, strap in, turn on and turn up this indelible episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. There's just certain things I don't. I won't tattoo on people. Like what? Anything that's hateful, racist, gang related. Listen to a story about a man named Jay. But so. if you want a big swash on your forehead, I'll fucking put that thing on you so everybody can know how much of a dipshit you are. No control who lives, who dies, who tells your story. You know, I have a saying because that does come up, you know, hey, tattoos are permanent, tattoos are permanent. Life's also temporary. Soda Pop? Yeah? You ever punch anybody in the chair? In the chair, no. No, we really don't tattoo drunk people anyways. Maybe when we worked on the beach, worked in PV, a little different, but. I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Nothing is sure but this brand new tattoo. But it's a real beauty. A sky designed cutie. Actually, it's not a woman. Anyway, so no standard intro into this episode since we weren't in the studio. So we'll just roll in it while I'm in the chair. It shaves the area, which is kind of funny since I don't really have any body hair or facial hair. I'm like a baby, like a, like a 12-year-old. Anyway, just can't grow hair. Then he sterilizes the area, and off we go. Do your thing, Sky. Remember, folks, we just met. So there's a little bit of probing getting to know each other going on. So you were saying you've never seen anyone with this perfect skin for a tattoo? Man, this is like... <laughs> <laughs> if your wife wasn't here, I'd compliment you more on your skin. I Don't hold, don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> She's all he does have good skin. <laughs> now you got great skin up here. Perfect. For a first tattoo, you should... You shouldn't have anything to numb it. You should go through the experience and it gives you just a better understanding why people get tattooed and that understanding is like, I don't fucking know because this hurts. <laughs> right, right. Because right now I'm thinking, is it too late to change? Is there actual ink yet? 
Oh, we can change it. We can do a nice. No, change. no, I mean no, stop. You mean stop. <laughs> erase. Do you have an eraser on that thing? We can stop, but all my friends from Chicago, they never quit. So. No. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. <laughs> what neighborhood did you come from? Hey. Right. Oh man. <laughs> right. We're getting. Sure that was a legal knee right there. Yeah. What's that? I'm sending them pictures. No quitters, just, you know, some timeouts. <laughs> yeah. And what's the longest you've ever tattooed someone? Uh, I've done an eight-hour session. That's um, bananas. Eight hours? Yeah. And you it, both are cool with it? I mean, do you lose concentration? or? It, I can't think of anything I could do for eight hours. So obviously, like every hour, hour and a half, get up, take a break, drink yeah, water. Right, like person right. kind of like yeah, because I mean because you're sitting. I mean you can work eight hours, but you're you know doing different things. Yeah, it, it's really it, it's a lot of endurance involved, and part of that is because uh, frankly this hurts. And oh yeah, doing, this, doing this for eight hours, no thank you. I think what it is too is that you know when people have a goal in mind in terms of like a tattoo goal, yeah, there's just that sacrifice that there's no way around it. You have right. to, you have to. It's like anything else. You have to do the work. If you want if you want to get you got to do the work. Um, but a part of that is getting those long sessions and having what you call success in a session, getting a good amount of work done because you want you want to get that piece to the end for this individual. I really you know, sit down during a consultation and let somebody know like, okay, these are the things I really need you to do working up to your appointment. And a lot of those just have to do with your personal health. Um, being very hydrated, you need to be well rested, food in your belly, have some snacks, bring some headphones. And then the same token myself, like I go to the gym, I drink a lot of water, I hide. I do things that keep me physically and mentally able to endure those long sessions because it is hard to look at one piece of art for eight hours in a day yeah and it's easy to get distracted and be like I don't want to look at this anymore have you ever like seen a design and try and talk somebody out of it yeah but normally like if the design's not good for a tattoo it could be a good idea but maybe the layout's just not good mm -hmm. um, I always encourage you know hey let's change this let's change that um, and most people are pretty receptive to it. And then there's people who just aren't, and that's okay. And yeah. I've let people know, hey, maybe I'm not person to do this for you. Um, oh, so you just said no? Yeah. Yeah. But if I know it can be tattooed, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. There are just certain things I don't. I won't tattoo on people. Like what? Anything that's hateful, racist, gang-related. Um, it's not my place to do those things. Yeah. And then, you know, I know people that have wanted, you know, like their neighborhood tattooed on their streets. Kind of like you're getting. <laughs> yeah. You could be the head of a crime family. I'd never know it. But, it's but just, in terms of like, if somebody came to me and said, hey man, I want my gang tattooed on me. I like your work. Right. Obviously they want it done good. Well, yeah. But I, I always, I, I don't do it because I know the repercussions that can come with that. And that is that oh, person's, yeah. Yeah, you know, is it right. someone gets shot over a damn tattoo, you know, and you don't want, you don't want to harbor that. Yeah. So, but I've always told people that have asked, which is very, very rare, 
hey, I'm sure there's somebody in your organization that does tattoos, right? And they've went through the process to be in that. You should have them do it because it means yeah. more, right? You yeah. know, yeah. But yeah, like anything that's like hateful towards groups, I'm not. I'm not into it. But so, if you want a big swastika on your forehead, I'll fucking put that thing on you so everybody can know how much of a dipshit you are. No, I want to... Not really. I wouldn't it? On the chess American History X when oh, yeah. uh, Norton pulls off his shirt. So the only rule... I mean, do you ever give like advice to people? Or do I you pretty much... say the only rule of Fight Club. I'm like, oh, I know all the rules the only, of Fight yeah. Club. Well, there's only one. Well, two. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, we had rules in the family about tattoos if they wanted to get a tattoo and just take the design you want put it on a calendar if you still want it in a year go ahead and get it sure why not right i and, think that's great and and uh, it and it was to the idea was twofold one is to you know because you're going to have a tattoo forever and to make sure you make a good decision that that's something you like and then don't get it on a whim now they're all under 20s they can do whatever they want i don't you know i hope they still are very thoughtful Oh, of course. Because I've been thinking about this tattoo for a long time. This place hurts a lot more than the other place. Oh, up towards your... Yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh, is it Scarlet Man? You know, I have a saying, because that does come up, you know, hey, tattoos are permanent, tattoos are permanent. Life's also temporary. Yeah. But it is good. You, you do want to make a good decision. I mean, there's tattoos I have that people are like, why do you have a naked lady with a sword? I like to party. <laughs> it was cool. Are there any you regret? Did you have? No, none at all. I, I don't regret any tattoo I have. Fortunately, you know. But Do you know people who like have tattoos they regret? Oh, sure. Yeah, there's definitely people who... Do you think Nick Cannon regrets the big Mariah he had tattooed across his back? I mean, it's Mariah Carey. How can you regret that? Well, they broke up now. She hates him. That's okay. I think she hates everybody. <laughs> I started getting tattooed when I was 17. Oh, wow. And my mom was pissed. <laughs> I worked at a wiener snitchel. And she walked and up to the window. She walked, yeah, I got a corn dog. <laughs> and uh, she walked up to the window. And I'm like, look what I got, mom. And she's like, what the and I'm like, all right, got to go to work. Close the window. <laughs> Can't come in here. You don't have your food safety handler's license. Right. Not allowed in here. Yeah, oh she was not God. happy. And then it was just me making empty promises. I promise I won't get another tattoo after this next one. This is the last one. Well, hence the reason eventually he got mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also because I really love my mom. But yeah. definitely... Uh, and then when I joined the army, I was getting tattooed a lot too. But I already had tattoos before I joined the army, and everybody was like, "Whoa, man, you got tats? Fuck yeah!" <laughs> Doing good, my man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, were you born Sky, or did you pick your name Sky? Uh, so my last name is Skyver, uh, but it's spelled S-K-I, and people say Ski instead of enunciating. Right. But I was. I grew up, I've been my white, only white friend my whole life. <laughs> that never gets old. And, uh, and uh, it's funny, you know, I grew up in a Mexican neighborhood, but all my friends were black. And that's because also it was a mixture of like low income, blue collar, working class families, young Navy guys, you know, and uh, well, I played basketball and I listened to hip hop. 
and so did my friends. And in a Mexican neighborhood, you know, blacks and Mexicans don't always get along. So since I'm hanging out with this group, you are that group. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah, I am. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Right. Um, you guys are interesting. My only white friend. <laughs> Reminds me of that Steve Martin, the jerk. Yeah. I was born. Born black child. child. Um, but yeah, like all those things, you know, definitely shape like yeah. the way you do things and stuff like that. But yeah, it was interesting because, you know, just you think of back, it's like it's kids. People are kids. Like, yeah. They're categorizing each other. And yeah. That starts at home. That's what fucking damn sure. Yeah. And my mom, you know, my mom grew up on a farm in Michigan and then she had me in Flint. But I, I never, ever heard my mother utter anything bad about anybody else. Yeah. Even like dating, she would tell me, hey, you date whoever you want. I don't care what color, size, shape, religion they are, just make sure they're not a piece of shit, you know? And you can't that's be good. either. That's good advice. <laughs> and you know, and that's coming from a woman that was raised on a farm in Michigan, you would right. think that that wouldn't be a thing, but oh yeah, she was very much uh, adamant about that. Yeah, my, my dating history looked like the United Nations. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, because my mom, like, I don't know if you have a dictionary around, but if you look up woke, it's my mom. And it was woke before woke was a thing. Because we used to play, we played Smear the Queer once. Yeah. And my mom came out and had the best approach in the world. She goes, oh, that's a dumb name. Why don't you call it Kill the Man with the Ball? And we're like, oh, all right. You know, and it's no no big lesson, no anything. And from then on, we that's just what we called it. Yeah. And it took us years. And a matter of fact, if you'd asked me if it was called Smear the Queer, that wasn't until the next generation of my kids. And I'm like, you know, that's not a thing to you know I get the game and I know you have no idea what you're saying <laughs> yeah and then even the word queer is an outdated yeah like people don't use that for right uh, like people don't call a cigarette a fag anymore right maybe in right. like England, England yeah in basements where you know they're having meetings about stuff like <laughs> that but yeah yeah words change over time too yeah that's really what a graceful way to to teach and then be real just came up if you are not on Be Real, it's kind of a fun app. You have two minutes, you get a notification, and everybody on the app gets a notification at the same time. You're supposed to take a picture of exactly what you're doing. No filters. You're not supposed to retake, but some people do. Anyway, you just take a picture of what you're doing, and it's supposed to be real. It's supposed to be being real. And I got one during my tattoo. How awesome was that? Anyway, check out the app. Back to the tattoo farm. That is not Jim Henson was on mushrooms most of his life. The secret life of Muppets. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. I would assume that he was probably using psilocybin something, or something right? like that. Well, I know the, the old uh, HR Puffin stuff and oh. who, uh, who, oh, Croft. Yeah. They're well documented for, yeah. they told the whole story about how they would just do acid and write their next, you know, right. character and show. Like, wow. I mean, look at the Smurfs. Yeah. yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So the Smurfs, little blue people living in mushrooms, and then the wizard's name, Gargamel, and then his cat, Osriel, which is an alternate name for Lucifer. Um, Osriel, I knew that. I love all those little uh, yeah. Yeah. factoid, my little Snapple facts. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, 
first of all, his name was H.R. Puffin Stuff. Okay, Puff, Puffin Stuff. H.R. Puffin Stuff. Push your friend when things get rough. And his yeah. friend was Jimmy Paper. Jimmy Paper. Yeah, that doesn't sound. No. Just a dream from yesterday. A boy and his at this point, you start to hear a new voice. That's Soda Pop, uh, Sky's partner. Works across the floor from him in the tattoo parlor. Parlor? Studio? Tattoo place? I don't know what they call it. Anyway, Soda Pop got his name because he used to dress like a greaser, like in The Outsiders, and it kind of stuck. Anyway, super cool nickname. Pretty cool dude. Time you guys start today, Soda? Oh, one. Oh, nice. Jerry? Um, I had a... Turkey bacon and like a couple eggs early this morning. Yum. Coming up on lunchtime. It is. Alright. How much time you got? Maybe an hour. I just started. Shot Town! See, he says he just started. It feels like it's been going on for like six hours. You want me to move that light for you? Nah, I'm good right now. So, born soda pop? Yep. No. <laughs> Is it, was your mom a big Outsiders fan? Yeah. How'd you pick that nickname up? Even though they had him indoors. I used to dress like a greaser. Oh, really? You used to? <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Now I look like a cop. <laughs> I used to dress like a greaser, and then one of our friends started calling me soda pop. Cool. How long ago was this? Um, a couple weeks? 19 years ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, last Saturday. <laughs> and, and then I stopped doing that and the name stayed. Ah. Uh, it's hard to change what you call somebody. Yeah. You know. Is there such things like a laser proof and some are more removable? Is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, if a tattoo's done poorly and it's really light, it's a little bit easier to have removed. But if a tattoo's done good, solid tattoo it's gonna take a little bit to get that thing off of there so on a scale of one to ten this is solid this is 12 12 even though we only go to 11 because i no, i should want to get this removed i'm gonna say no no if uh because if if getting it removed is anywhere near getting it it's staying forever 10 times worse that's what I hear. Everybody, I, I've never had laser. He's had laser, and everyone says it is ten times worse than an actual tattoo. You had a tattoo removed? Soda? Oh, he's in his arm. Huh? You had a tattoo removed? Yeah, I got tattoos removed. They fucking hurt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what inspired you to have it removed? I was no longer with the person with the name that I had on me. It was a name. Okay. Yeah, and it was an issue for us, and I was like, hey man. Sky, I'm getting jealous. Like, hey man, I'm getting jealous. I have to build a name on you. Yeah. Stuff like that. Who the hell's Beth? <laughs> I heard her calling. Part two over this room. Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. I did a full kiss sleeve on a buddy. Really? Yeah. The, the characters or the logo? The whole band. Did all oh, band wow. portraits, did Ace Freely playing guitar on the firearm. Wow. Yeah, he's uh, 
He retired as a chief warrant officer from the Navy of 30 years. He's a tattoo fan. Alright, honestly, nobody's been this good for their first tattoo, right? I mean, you are the best okay. first ever tattoo getter. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you're a tattoo go getter at this point. <laughs> I discovered uh, my fear of heights and why I have it. And it's because I used to live across, you know, the suspension bridge off Spruce? Uh, here in this area. We used to live across the street from it, and I would go out there in the mornings, have a cup of coffee, maybe smoke a cannabis cigarette. Maybe. Allegedly. And uh, every time somebody would walk by on the bridge and say good morning, I would suddenly white knuckle the edges. And then I, got, I walked away and I'm like, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid someone's gonna push me off. Uh, we can dive into that. Right? The psychology behind that. Yeah, okay. I thought that was a real thing. I was like, yeah, maybe that is what I'm afraid of. Maybe I'm distrusting that someone's gonna just shove me off. For no reason. Which is completely illogical. So the aftercare of this? Super easy. I'll give you all the instructions when we finish up. Okay. It's just really keeping it clean. Keeping it clean, a little bit of lotion here and there. How long until I don't have to think about it anymore? Uh, well, I'm going to put a bandage on that you can leave on for up to five days initially. So you won't have to do anything to it for the first four or five days. Oh, I mean, but like after that, do I still, like, is it maintenance for the rest of my life or is it? No. Okay. No. no. Tattoo looks a little dry once it's all healed. Put a little lotion on it. He puts the lotion. Yeah. That's someone's favorite movie. Yeah, no, I'm sure you wouldn't make them feel no, bad. No, never. I, I think that's like, to me, that's like the worst thing you can possibly do. Yeah. Because even someone could be like, oh, I just want this little dot. And like, oh, that was dumb. And you don't know what that dot actually can mean to that right. person, you know? Right. And you, it's illegal to tattoo someone if they're drunk. Is that correct? Um, yeah. You say that with hesitation. <laughs> how drunk? Are. Yeah. So, yeah. How, how drunk are we talking? <laughs> yeah, you might not do that just because we're making a decision. It's permanent. Every people come back and go, "How? Why'd you let me do this?" No, we really don't tattoo drunk people. Anyways, maybe when we worked on the beach, worked in PV, a little different, but definitely. Yeah, like you know, got a few drinks, it's fine. Right, right. As an adult, you know. Um, but no, you don't want to tattoo drunk people because drunk people don't sit still. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, a single person when they're drunk that just sits there. <laughs> Unless they're super weird. But yeah, you know, if you want to have a beverage or two, Get you tuned down a little bit, calm the nerves. Yeah. Unless those people are the type that there's no such thing as one and done. Right, right. <laughs> They're a one ain't fun and I ain't done. <laughs> oh, that's a different sound. What was that sound? I'm doing some shading. 
Yeah, shading hurts more. Yeah, you'll feel a little bit more just because you know, you've had the lines going already and the skin gets a little sensitive. But not sensitive enough. No. I gotta hurry and cry. Get it out of my system before my <laughs> wife comes by. Go cry in the bathroom. Right. Quick. I need a minute. We can hear you. <laughs> Tattooed you. <laughs> it was everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. I asked for it. He said yes. <laughs> Learned a lot about life through basketball, man. That's for damn sure. And that I still today. Also, because our coach in high school, I called him. You, you would enjoy this. I looked at him as the Phil Jackson of high school basketball. Damn, that's my praise. Yeah. You're all, okay, let's back this up, buddy. Yeah. No, because he actually, uh, he taught us philosophy, too. Like, I learned about Sun Tzu's Art of War from my basketball coach. Nice. Um, all, all these different teachings, and, you know, I grew up a Bulls fan, Michael Jordan fan, but I was also a fan of Phil Jackson. Yeah. I was a fan of the whole team, Pippen. Yeah. All, all of them, all of them. Um, but Phil Jackson's just style of coaching, you know, he's just like that general his philosophy and everything, so really learned a lot from basketball because of the coach I had. Really focused on making us growing up to be good men because he knew yeah. the chances of us going to the NBA, yep. were, you know. That's what's lost in coaching today, I'm afraid. And in parents, parents don't necessarily even want you to raise their kid to be good adults. They want you to raise their kid to be a pro prospect. Yeah. And it's big business now. It is. I, I really learned so much about, you know, he knew that we were all, you know, mostly single parent homes. And right. he, he knew who he was coaching and he really would stress, you know, like, you learn how to be a gentleman and a man. And even on game days, you know, whether we had money or not, beginning of the season, we all had to go get a collared shirt buttoned down with a tie. Nice. And every game day, we showed up to school, nice. shirt and tie. You know, and that was that was part of the, the curriculum, you know. Hey, you, you know what you're supposed to do when it comes to tryouts and stepping on that court. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome. Really, really shaped me for a lot of things in life. And, you know, unfortunately he's passed, I think it was the last year, the year before. And, you know, but I, I really, like, always remember... So much so that I had a friend in high school that right when we graduated, he ended up going to prison. Um, he was robbing truck drivers at gunpoint and pistol whipping them. He was from Hell's Kitchen. When he came to our school, it was very visibly clear. He was a lot more physically like, he looked like a fucking adult, right? You know, and, and he, he, was a, he was a gnarly kid, you know? Um, he had a lot of fights and stuff like that, and uh, he uh, he did a lot of hard time. He's no longer in prison. He's runs a barbershop, he's got kids. His life is, he's really turned his life around, and uh, he called me from prison one day, out of the blue, and I didn't even know who it was, and when I answered the phone, he asked for me. I was like, who is this? And he was like, sounded very polite and formal. 
said who it was. I'm like, no, I don't know right? Who, I don't know who this is, man. He's like, motherfucker, you don't know who I am. And then I was like, oh, I know who this is. Um, so, but we talked about Coach Collins over the phone. Wow. And he was like, yeah, man, remember he'd make us read the Art of War and introduce us to all these things. Like, man, all these things are now resonating with me while I'm in here. And, you know, um, but that's. The, the, these are the type of kids that this our coach was coaching. You know, all of us were one step away yeah. from from being in trouble or not. And yeah. uh, I, I really, I didn't, I didn't have a father growing up, so I've always had different male figures in my life that came, you know, into my life uh, through that avenue, through coaches. Yeah. You know, and very blessed in that that matter. So I think team sports do so much for. When it's done right, it does. Yeah. When it's done right, I don't think there's much better. You sit with somebody for hours, man, and, yeah. and you discover something you didn't know about the world, about humans. Yeah. Through know, someone else and people's personal journeys. Have you ever had somebody just like, let me get this ass clown out of here? Yeah. <laughs> it's happened. That I sucks. like the ass clown. <laughs> term no talent ass clown yeah Michael Bolton <laughs> yeah but it's it's rare man I'm, I think my best friend thinks I'm the most patient person on the planet oh really sometimes you keep right? it keep it in I'm pretty patient there there's times where I'm like oh man I just want to tell this dude soda pop yeah you ever punch anybody in the chair in the chair no okay and they get the face. <laughs> <laughs> There's times when he watches me and he's like, How are you dealing with this person? Yeah, usually. You know what it is because I think I'm so patient. Remember that show Boiling Points? Where they would put people in situations intentionally to see yeah, if they can piss yeah, yeah. them off and if they don't, they win money. Right. I'm just like You want her to be on it? What if this person's on boiling points? And the show doesn't even exist anymore, so it's right. like a logical thought, but what if this is boiling oh. points and this is just my way to get the thousand dollars? Or they're gonna be like, Oh man, you were a fucking jerk and now the whole world's gonna see it. Right. Well, that's a, like uh, undercover boss too. Yeah, that'd be a real bummer. I I just associate most people's Channel this part really hurts. Where they're difficult, it's it's just nerves. People are nervous, man. Yeah. It's a tattoo, it, yep. you know. And it's a, if it's your first one, or maybe it's your first time getting tattooed by this person, yeah. you know, there's all kind of like uh, just worries, you know. And then there's the permanence part. People deal with that in a different way. You know? So I kind of just, I really just block it out, to be honest. When somebody's just being rude to me, and then yeah. call them out, and be like, hey, come on now, it's not me. And why are you doing this when I'm putting permanent ink on your body? Yeah, if it ever gets to that point, I just kind of make myself unavailable. Like, yes. yes. Yeah, I don't have time to do this for you. Sorry. Yeah. And pass it on to my friends so they can be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Spread the love. Yeah. Man, this guy's a real pain in the ass. So uh, I went ahead and gave him your number. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds cliche, but I mean, the pain is part of it. It, it really is. So what do you equate the pain to? Do you equate it to anything, any other pain you've had? Um, Is it worse than your plantar fasciitis? Yeah. 
But it's not steady. Is it worse than your knees? Is it worse than getting the staples out of your knees? It's, it's on par with that. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I had both knees replaced. And At the same time. Yeah. And... Fuck walking. Who needs right? that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But the worst part was they stapled everything shut. And then, and then pulling the staples out, they kept saying it doesn't hurt. That shit hurt. It doesn't hurt them. That's... I mean, I'm not kidding. It hurt. Well, and I'm sure it sucks. He came home and his mom is like, that didn't hurt. Yeah, because my mom had the same surgery. Yeah. She's like, that hurt didn't hurt. And, I mean, I do have a, a reasonably high pain tolerance, yeah. but that, for whatever reason, pulling those staples out. It just sounds miserable. Yes. I'm like, can we get some shots or numbing or something? Some numbing shots? Some, yeah. <laughs> some of all of it? You know, rum, rum numbs. Right. It, it rhymes. Give me something. Yeah. Fascinating to me because I've never watched a tattoo. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I love that. Do you need another picture update? I think yeah, everybody the, should get at least one tattoo in their life. The, everybody just should. the the shape. I don't know. It's it's obviously a town. I always say tattooing is the most selfish thing you can do for yourself because you never have to loan it out. Yeah. Interesting. It. And you literally are doing it for yourself. Which is great. Yeah, which is funny because, like, especially now at our age, I'm like, I don't want them on my back because I can't see them. And there's not a lot of canvas here. You got plenty of room. <laughs> you got plenty of room for sleeves. You can get one, I... two, three, four sleeves. <laughs> my hesitation with a sleeve is. And somebody said it to me, it stuck in my head years and years and years ago. Is it, it's like wearing the same shirt every day. But it's a shirt you love. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm getting a tattoo. No, I know. But you know, I, most of the time when you're covered in tattoos, you don't even realize you're covered in tattoos. Oh, really? I don't wake up ever going like, oh, fuck, I got a lot of tattoos. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's just a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. Jones and Indications. And these guys are young. Are young? Yeah. This isn't old music. I was gonna say this sounds like this is a current group that's out now. Really? Yep. That's hilarious. I wonder if what's the what's the name of again? Duran Jones this, and Indications. This whole thing we've been listening to. This yep. whole, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There. There's a lot of groups like yeah. this now. A lot. And that sound. You're like, wait a second. Motown. This is from now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that northern soul. That's one good thing that came out of Michigan. There's a there's a podcast I haven't listened to it in a while. It's called um, Downtown Soulsville with Mr. Fine Wine, and it's out of Orange, New Jersey. Uh, wow. And he he plays from his collection old soul 45s, and I love it. So you hear the crackling in the records. Is this a local band or are they? Uh, they're, I don't know where they're from. I mean, how did you stumble on them? Uh, I think I heard them randomly. I was like, oh, what is this? Well, because honestly, I'm sitting here going, 
I can't believe I don't know any of these songs because this feel, yeah. you know, and I, yeah. I'm well versed in, you know, all the Motown and the songs of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and yeah. like, which has that feel. Dang. To download a oh yeah you you'll you'll enjoy it. it'll be in heavy rotation and then from there there's just a lot of other groups like the Lakesiders not to be confused with Lakesiders yeah, I'm like, I'd say Fantastic Voyage yeah oh right here this guy yeah give me just a few minutes man I'll be right there boss for your sleeve right rad man I'm no sir I work for a living <laughs> yeah hang tight for a few minutes man don't rush, like to get to him. <laughs> I know he's getting a bigger job, but. <laughs> You're closer to being done than when we started. <laughs> That's comforting. Yeah. It's a good roundabout way to say I don't know how much more time we right? have. Right, right. <laughs> now, what is this that you That's green. It's called green soap. It's actually, uh, it's not even green. But that it's uh, <laughs> antibacterial soap, soothes the skin. I call it the tattoo shop's cologne because it has a very distinct scent and you will never ever smell it anywhere else but a tattoo studio. Yeah. The green soap is the cologne and the machines are the heartbeat. Even though this machine is made for last year, What's up? It's that lavender oil in it that gives that intoxicating smell. Oh yeah. I love it. They do make it in a car air freshener. Really? You can buy it, yeah. Okay, this part we're going ring, 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 ring. That's not pleasant. You get your whole arm done, dude? What's that, sir? You get your whole arm done? Uh, no, I, I just want to finish like this top part of the oh, story. Oh, okay. No, yeah, he's got, he's got a bunch. Yeah, because yeah. this shit hurts, man. Oh, yeah, I bet. Okay, <laughs> this is my first tattoo, that's why. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Mine too, I just started today. Right. As your skin sheds and peels off, why doesn't the tattoo go away? Magic. <laughs> That's insane. The magic of tattooing. And I tell the ink, fucking stay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. It's the real reason. Right. We punk it in. I mean, the notion of creating a face. Yeah, I, on a piece of paper is, is daunting, let yeah, alone. I can barely draw stick figures, so. Yeah, you know, sometimes doing a portrait, when we sit down right before we start, we feel this rumble in our tummy, and it's like, I have to puke. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Whenever you hear her do that, just know I'm in immense pain. The yeah. See, that sounds. Oh. You can tell the more it gets, the more it hurts. And sometimes there's spots where it hurts. There's no point in, where it doesn't hurt. I mean, it all hurts. Everybody hurts. So, your body hasn't just like become one with it and just checked out? Is that a thing? That, I mean, that's what people at work that 
Sounds like someone listens to the Grateful Dead still. Because <laughs> well, if my, I knew that was a choice. Whole stomach done, yeah. but she's, she's got sleeves as well. She said at some point, it just, she said it with her, she just kind of checks out and it, like, hmm. her body gets used to the pain and it doesn't Much like the numbing cream, good information to have before we started. <laughs> Maybe in your next one. Yeah. And then sometimes, see with those numbing creams, you put them on and then everything hits you all at once when it wears off. Yeah, you understand that. Too. That's the. Well, it's like yeah. Novocaine when you're a kid and you get a, something with your teeth and you bite your lip because you can't feel it. And then yeah. it wears off and your lip's bleeding and you got all yeah. that. <laughs> Did it hurt when you got your little uh, suicide thing on your finger? Not at all. I mean, it's tiny. But still, I mean. No, it didn't hurt me even when Bella got hers. She's like, your face didn't indicate what this feels like. <laughs> the fingers are kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah I would say that, yeah. I know. almost got my mom to get a tattoo. Really? I was so close. Yeah. How old was she when she passed? Uh, 67. She oh. just passed a month ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Right before Christmas. Um, but she, she was here one day and we were like, my mom and I smoked a lot of weed together. So she would show up, she'd like, you got a joint rolled? No, <laughs> roll a joint, you're taking a break. Hi mom. Um, yeah, mom says break time. So I was like, hey, my mother-in-law, I tattooed her. Are you gonna let her get tattooed by me and not you? And then she kind of looked at me like, cause I never said that to her. She's like, you fucker. <laughs> and she's like, I, I would, I would contemplate it now. And my mom was not oh, about interesting. That's okay. Yeah. So she would always say, you've got plenty of tattoos for me. Close both. Well, that feels like the final wipe down. Is it? Well, there you have it. About two and a half to three hours all in. Not too bad. The shading was a little painful, as you may have heard me complain about. But all in all, I'm thrilled with the tattoo. Sky was awesome. Go check it out at Broken Heart Tattoos. And you can find them anywhere on the internet. Instagram, internet, places. Anyway, check them out. Sky or Soda Pop. I'm sure Soda Pop does a good job, but Sky did mine. And uh, thanks for listening going on this journey with me. That is going to do it for this week on Tony on the Mic. Tony in the Mesa, the Mesa, outro, 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 and that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. You can find more episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the TikToks. All those platforms are being slowly filled with quality entertainment products. Also, you can reach out to the show if you have a guest idea. And we're also looking for sponsors and supporters. So check us out at Patreon as well. Thanks for listening to Tony on the Mic.